We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand we are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. It also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, powered by Sin Media. I am your anti-government propagandist, James Madison, and I was supposed to have this episode up a couple hours ago. Um, I found myself in the predicament of having two episodes recorded, and one episode still rendering after I had all of it processed and loaded it, uh, edited together and, and rendering. So I just ended up falling asleep and not getting any of the episodes out. Then I find out that the episode I recorded about this ended up getting uh, like corrupted at some point along the way. So now I'm re-recording it at 1.41 a.m. So I, I do apologize for the weird time this is going up. Again, I said earlier in my episode also that just got uploaded earlier because apparently I don't know how the scheduling system works because I thought I could start having this go up at like 9 and 1 for my recordings. But apparently I don't know how scheduling episodes works on here. Eh, I'm figuring it out. And again, shout out to... Uh, this goes up on a bunch of different platforms, so I want to give shout out to BitChute. I have had the most growth on BitChute in the shortest time, and it is a great alternative to things such as uh, YouTube, uh, Rumble. And yeah, I, I prefer BitChute over Rumble. It's nothing personal. It's just uh, BitChute has a lot more flushed out... Uh, features, for example, bitch will tell you if you've watched something, something Rumble won't do, and you can build playlists on uh, on Bitshoot too. I'm exploring, learning more about Bitshoot, and I'm 
becoming quite fond of this platform. I wish I was on it a lot sooner. But ranting aside, we're here to talk about Democrats funding Republican candidates. Now, the Republic, now the Democrats have been running around saying the most crazy far-right candidates need to be stopped so they can't win. The, the Republicans are the greatest threat to our national democracy. They're threatening our democracy. The Republicans are the greatest threat to women. And I've jokingly asked, why are you funding them then? And we have an old article here, as you can see, published June 30th. But we have another article here from The Guardian, which is just, oh, it's only at this point of recording about four hours old. It's a wonderful article. And I was going to read the actual Washington Post article, but it's behind a paywall and I'm not paying for it. And there's nothing on the archive unfortunately for it. Otherwise, I'd be reading from the archive, but it doesn't need to be archived. So, that being said, let's get into it. Over here from Fox News. Yeah, I know, controlled opposition, but it's all controlled opposition. Washington Post calls out Democrats funding Republican extremists, Republican ultra-maga extremists, in the primaries. Shameless and dangerous. I start off here with a Fox bimbo to give us a little rundown of the article. Governor uh, Pritzker's campaign and the Democratic Governors Association invested $30 million in a Republican candidate running in Illinois. Let me just give you a little preview. Oop, boop. Okay, let's watch this video. I said let's watch this. Hold on. Democrats are conducting an unusual campaign this year to try to stave off a Republican takeover of Congress in November. They're actually giving money to I some just Republican. Interrupt real quick. Why is the Capitol building always under construction? Like, can this ever be just completed? In like, like what the fuck? I and all the times I've been to D.C., which one is one too many times, you know. But it's always under construction. They always have some sort of, like, crane equipment around it. Is, is that just, like, a metaphor for how our roads are? Never fucking completed, always under repair. The fuck? Candidates, and a lot of it. Chief Washington correspondent Mike Emanuel is here with a very interesting story. Email hey, Mike. Democrats are meddling in Republican primaries, hoping to nominate <laughs> she looked more over. conservative candidates. Well, uh, she looked over, like, 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 there was, like, like, Mike was next to her. Okay, Mike. Ain't no Mike there. ...think will be unelectable in November. In Illinois, governor's race, Democrats are attacking African-American Aurora mayor and Army veteran Richard Irvin, who is the GOP establishment favorite. Democrats are trying to boost state senator Darren Bailey. They've spent more than $15 million trying to influence the Republicans' race so far. Ooh. They hope Bailey will be easier for the incumbent Democrat to beat. That is a historic sum for Democrats in this governor's race. Crime is up. The economy is, is in rough shape. He's in, a, in for a tough ride, even though Illinois is a very blue state. A spokesman for the Democratic Governors Association defends the tactic, saying these elected and formerly elected officials want to deceptively retell their histories, and we're just filling in the gaps. What? The Republican Governors Association tells Fox, desperate times call for desperate measures, and clearly national Democrats are panicked by the worsening political environment in states run by Democrat governors. In Colorado's Senate race, an outside Democratic super PAC has spent about a million dollars supporting the more conservative state rep, Ron Hanks. Observers consider construction company owner Joe O'Day to be the more electable Republican in November. Democrats are concerned that incumbent Senator Michael Bennett is vulnerable, even though Joe Biden won Colorado by more than 13 points. 
A national Republican senatorial committee spokesman says Democrat panic underscores their historic weakness, and at this point, no amount of money will save them. These tactics don't always work. For example, last year in Virginia, Hold on. these mailers were Hold sent on. out Glenn that was with former President Trump. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, hold up. That was fake. That was a year ago? Holy shit. Damn. Damn. I was. I remember talking about that. I did a podcast episode where I talked about that, and the next day I'd do an episode talking about the fake fucking Democrat actors who showed up outside uh, Glenn Youngkin's, or outside that, uh, whoever he was running against bus, I can't remember right now, wearing, like, fucking the same outfit, dressed as white, trying to look like white supremacists with a chubby black guy at the end of the fucking line, and they all had pitchforks and whatnot. That was a year ago? Wow. Time fucking flies when you're suffering through Clown World. In the fine print, it said, paid for by the Democratic Party of Virginia. If it turns out to be a big year for the GOP, as some polling predicts, this could backfire on Democrats by electing more conservatives. Shannon? There you are, Mike, and it's good to see you in person. Great to see you. Oh, shit, he was there in person. Holy shit, plot twist. Close that shit. Close it. The Washington Post editorial board argued on Wednesday that Democrats spending tens of millions of dollars on Republican extremists. The ultra-maga. Uh... In an election across the U.S. was not only shameless, but also dangerous. The editorial board contended that democracy was on the ballot and noted that Democrats are hoping to set up, quote, favorable races for themselves against Republicans by funding, by putting funding towards more extreme candidates. In Illinois, Democrats have invested millions in attacking Mayor Richard Irvin as an effort, pardon me, <coughs> Getting the last of that phlegm out from being sick. Pardon me real quick. Okay. I'm just going to say right now, this guy looks like a groomer. He, he, he looks like he should not be left alone with kids. Then again, anyone who looks this much like Patton Oswald should not be left alone with kids. Especially if you know what you know about Patton Oswald. Democrats are hoping to set up favorable outcomes. Mayor Richard Irving, in an attempt to elect... State Senator Richard Bailey, who won the GOP nomination on Tuesday. And by the way, just so you know, the America First populist group is a very unpopular establishment of Republicans, too. So you also are going to end up with a lot of Republicans donating to their more MAGA-driven counterparts. This is going to be one hell of a ride because it's not just Democrats donating to Republicans like this. It's establishment Republicans like Mitch McConnell donating to these Republican GOP candidates who are America first, Trump, uh, 2020 fraud, narrative supporters. They're getting the money too. And they're hoping that by putting these guys on a pedestal, they can – oh, pardon me. They can beat them easily. Now, this is something Trump thought he could do with Hillary Clinton in 2016. Hil- uh, Trump donated to Hillary in 2016, thinking, like, yeah, you know, she's the one who gets it. She's so unlikable, I can take her down. And I think he's right on that front. But here's the thing. He also donated to Kamala Harris. And, uh, yeah, I'll back that up, too. Don't worry. 
we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that as well. But the whole, my, my point being the whole, I'm going to donate to this person because I want to take this person on, on in the debate stage is a tactic that has worked in the past. It's also backfired in the past because a ton of Democrats donated Donald Trump thinking he'd be easy to beat for Hillary as well. Just like he thought he could easily beat Hillary. A ton of Hillary supporters, including Hillary Clinton herself, donated to Trump thinking that they could also beat him. And we saw how that match turned out. So this insider trading and funding of each other is nothing fucking new. And if anything, it should be questioned even more. By the way, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, let's see. What's his name? Irving uh, JB. Okay, cool. I, w- I wanted to make sure. I, I had to double check down here because I thought, do all these signs mean Joe Biden? That'd be kind of shitty. Imagine you're at your own campaign, like you're uh, a Democrat running for Republican office, and all you do is wave around Trump signs at your fucking... Th- Actually, I've seen that happen. Never mind, I take that back. I- I've seen that kind of shit before, too. Anyway, let's get back into this ar- uh, argument. Resist, insist, persist. Every groomer's favorite motto. Quit resisting. I'll persist. Anyway, quote... Everyone who recognizes that the U.S. democracy is in grave danger should do all they can to encourage results such as these. Uh, Not the opposite quote, or end quote. The editorial board wrote, quote, Democrats got what they wished for in 2016 when Mr. Trump captured the GOP presidential nomination. They savored the race against a malign, incompetent, uh, uh, incompetent whom the voters would surely reject. Instead, Mr. Trump won and proceeded to tear the country apart. <sighs> yeah, uh, I would argue Trump is not the one who ripped this country apart. The media chasing him down for a mixture of ratings and being funded by large Democrat-ran entities, also paying these media outlets to attack Trump at every turn, is probably more to do with it than anything else because fucking let's face it man if every day you turn on your tv and one network is telling this group of people trump is the second coming of christ trump is the greatest thing to ever happen to this country and then the media on the other side of the aisle is saying trump is satan he's hitler in fact he's worse than hitler he's super hitler he's ultra hitler you're gonna have these two factions that are like well the media said good but the media said bad and they're gonna clash they're gonna be have these completely opposing worldviews but that's also a very tiny niche audience. Most of America, just look at where things are now, right? Most of America is actually against Biden. Pardon me? <laughs> They're actively against Biden, right? And on one side, you, you got the far, you got like the left that are super propagandized to and the right that's super propagandized to. Be it Fox, OAN, Epoch Times, CNN, MSNBC, or uh, what's the other one? Um... MSNBC, CNN, uh, fuck it, we'll just say Vice, that's another one, right? You're going to have these two groups that think the world's either on fire or the world's great right now. Most of America isn't plugged into these these establishment, long-standing media outlets. Most of these people are going on YouTube watching people like Sam Cedar or Steven Crowder, uh, unfortunately Ethan Klein or Tim Pool. Or Jimmy Dore, or Six Hexenhammer, or even apparently on a very tiny, itty bitty, growing corner of the internet, my ass. So thank you for being here and checking this out. I appreciate you. But America is pulling away from these fucking corporate media entities. But the corporate media entities are what rip this country to shreds. Their power is waning, thankfully. But the issue is the damage is done. If they gave Trump a little bit 
more favorable view. And I'm not saying kiss his ass at every fucking turn. Even Fox didn't do that. Originally, Fox actually was super anti-Trump. And then slowly over time, with a uh, shifting of ownership, they became more... I wouldn't say fair and balanced. They're not balanced, but they, they became the one of the least egregious of the corporate media enterprises. I'll say that, least egregious. And you're also seeing, like, for example, Daily Wire Plus just surpassed, I might be wrong, but I believe they just surpassed Fox Nation. And uh, they surpassed um, Netflix? I think they surpassed Netflix, too. People are going to these other tech entities to get their news, and you're starting to see things calm down a little bit. The people who get listened to, though, are the squeaky wheel gets the oil, you know? So you have these people that are going to be on the left and the right with two different understandings of what's happening, locked in that understanding of what's happening, even though it's incorrect on both sides, screaming at the top of their lungs. Those are the people that get all the attention. Average Americans aren't paying attention to that shit. Most Americans aren't talking about politics. Most Americans don't give a fuck. They want to vote, they want to go home, they want to be left alone. But unfortunately, those ones don't make a lot of noise. But the people who scream on either side do. And because they scream, they're the ones who get the attention. And they're the ones that pull the rope in the other direction. The people who don't care about politics are just kind of stuck idly voting for one side or the other. Kind of just... the You know how like in Russia... I know that I'm going to wrap this up soon. In Russia, you had the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. The Mensheviks were supposed to be the tiny ones, but they were actually the very large demographic. And the Bolsheviks, which was supposed to be the large demographic, was actually extremely small. But the Bolsheviks were the ones that made the noise. So they sounded louder. They sounded like they had more power than they did. And eventually, they took that impression to f- end up creating the world where they had all the fucking power. That's what fucking happened. If you look into it, the Bolsheviks were extremely, were an extremely tiny and unpopular group of communists that the Mensheviks hated, and they told the world, hey, "Well, the Mensheviks are tiny. You know, fuck them. They, 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 they are, they're so tiny. They, they're just wrong. Us Bolsheviks know know what's good, even though the rules were actually reversed. It's just the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You know." So I wouldn't say Trump is the one who ripped this fucking country apart. No, the fact that the media would double down when he did something wrong and then celebrate when he did something even worse. Trump bombed Yemen, and the every media outlet was like, Yay, Mr. President, finally, Trump did something right! When no, that was one of the worst fucking things he ever did. Not only that, he also greenlit commando raids in fucking Yemen as well, and carpet bombings, and drone strikes in Yemen. And the whole media outlet was like, Yay, left, right, and center, yay, Mr. President, finally, Mr. President! But then Trump starts pulling troops out of Germany, and the media goes, Oh, no! He's leaving us open for attack. What From what, the Germans? Really, you think Merkel's Humpty Dumpty ass is actually going to fucking do something? She was in power at the time. I know she's not now, but contextual periods. It's just, they never give him any credit. No media company other than, like, Tucker Carlson, like, maybe, you know, missing link media here and there, talked about the Abraham Accords, which is the only reason I even got off my ass to vote in 2020 was for the Abraham Accords. Actual peace in the Middle East was in reach. Now it's gone. But the media never wanted to talk about it. They only celebrated him when he was a warmonger. But when he did good shit, they didn't. They, they just found a way to demonize it. And unfortunately, they were more worried about getting paid by big Democrat corporate interests and ratings than they were about what they were doing in this country. Now you have people attacking uh, electoral candidates uh, with like key rings and knives in front of everybody because of the January 6th trials. It's kind of fucking insane. 
they, they, they stir the nation into fear, and then they blame the person they're using as a tool to spread fear as the fucking, um, as a reason it's happening, when really he's just sort of the tool that they're using to rip the country apart. Uh, that, I hope that rant made sense. Uh, again, I, I'm waking up and re-recording this episode, so I'm a little, a little, a little angry. So I'm trying to recreate the original episode I did, and I know I'm not succeeding, but I, I think the first recording was better than this recording. But, you know, live and let live, or live and learn, I guess. But let's see, the authors argue that Democrats, if they really believe that former President Donald Trump and his allies are a threat to democracy, they need to, quote, join with everyone of any partisan or ide- ideological persuasion to keep them as far away as possible from the office. The editorial board argued that instead, these candidates have, quote, enabled the crackpots. In Colorado, Democrats meddling fell short. Democrat-backed lawmaker Ron Hanks in a Republican Senate primary, who is a big supporter of Trump. However, his competition, Joe Day, a construction company owner, was victorious on Tuesday. Democrats in Colorado also backed Greg Lopez and Heidi Ganahl in the governor race. A group named, quote, Colorado Information Network spent nearly $2 million to run ads boosting Lopez Democrats' belief in, uh, Democrats believe him to be a more unelectable candidate in the general gubernatorial election. I also have to wonder, does it say more that you guys are like, well, we can't win, so we better spend a bunch of money on candidates that we think will be easy to take down, which appears to be backfiring at a rapid fucking rate. The Washington Post columnist slammed dark money groups funding Republicans in primary elections in a piece published on June 16th. Quote, this should stop. The hypocrisy is painfully obvious. How can Democrats portray Trumpism as a danger to democracy while backing its proponents' campaigns? The author Charles Lane wrote, You know what, Charles? I may disagree with you on a lot of stuff, but I do respect you for calling it out. I can't follow you on Twitter because I am still banned on Twitter for sharing a link to a video about Hunter Biden. You know, a public figure. I got banned because I shared it without having permission of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to share a video that was already up talking about them. But anyway, I, I think he deserves some credit because he's actually saying, like, look, hip, this is wrong. We're, we're saying one thing, but our actions are saying another. It's good. A lot of Democrats get painted as just straight up shit libs when there's a few libs out there that are actually worth listening to. But we now have to move on to the next article, and this is from Fox News. Washington Post calls out Democrats finding Republican ex- funding Republican extremists in primary shameless and dangerous. By Hannah Panenek, Panrek, published June 30th at 10.49 a.m. Now we're over here at an article that just came out from The Guardian. And The Guardian is a left outlet, you know? Oh, ground news works now. Fucking ace. U.S. midterm election 2020, how Trump-backed QAnon whack job won the Democrat, won with Democratic collusion. Republican Dan Cox won nomination for Maryland governor, but current governors say that was thanks to Democrats promoting extremist opponents they think will be easier prey. Published Monday, the 25th of July, 2022. And July feels like such a long month, doesn't it? Dan Cox, an extremist 
pro-Trump Republican won his primary nomination for governor in Maryland last week thanks to, quote, collusion between Trump and the National Democrats. Okay. The current Republican governor said, quote, I don't think there's any chance that Cox can win, Larry Hogan added, speaking to CNN's State of the Union. Yeah, well, Larry Hogan is a real Mitt Romney-type person, real uniparty player. Hogan previously called Cox a QAnon whack job, quote, collusion, end quote, is a loaded word in U.S. politics in the long aftermath of the Russian investigation in which the special counsel Robert Mueller scrutinized election interference by Moscow and links between Trump aides and Russia, which has been thoroughly debunked and led to Robert Sussman being found guilty. Uh, Yeah, he was released, too. We'll have to do an update on that. I only recently found out he was released. The battle to succeed Hogan as governor of Maryland might seem small. Bear in competition. Might seem small bear? Beer in competition? What the fuck does that mean? The battle to succeed Hogan as governor of Maryland might seem small beer in comparison. Beer? Typo, right? Or maybe that, that that's a saying somewhere? I don't, I don't know. I've been to Maryland. I just spent a, a lot of time in Maryland with the U.S. convoy. I never heard anybody say beer in that context. There's a nice little liquor store down the street from uh, from the Hagertown Speedway. I need to go out, out back. I need to go back uh, to Hagerstown. Not for any convoy or anything like that. Just because it's a nice, beautiful chunk of, of the country. The mountaintops, man. All those cool little areas to explore. Mm. Sorry, off topic. I just kind of missed that chunk of the country. I came to really like the East Coast. Um, Small beer in comparison, but the race attracted national attention. Cox, endorsed by Donald Trump, surged past Kelly Schultz, a member of Hogan's cabinet, to win the Republican nomination. They're shitting themselves, I guarantee you. And look at this ratio, 50-50. You never see that. Which means no centrists are talking about this. Interesting. In the Democratic race, Wes Moore, a best-selling author, beat candidates including Tom Perez, really? A former Democratic National Committee chair and U.S. Labor Secretary. In a midterm election, Democrats have sought to boost pro-Trump Republicans in competitive states, placing the risky bet that as January 6th committee remains in the headlines, extremists who support the former president's lie about the electoral fraud in 2020 defeat will prove <coughs> unpalatable to voters. Hogan said, quote, There's no question that this was a big win for the Democratic Governor Association, cuck, but I, th- but I think spent, that I think spent over three million trying to promote this guy, Cox, and it was basically collusion between Trump and the National Democrats who propped this guy up and got him elected. I don't know if Trump worked with the Democrats. I think the Democrats chose to work with Trump on this one. I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly throw Trump into this whole collusion thing, but I'm sure he's very happy about it. Yeah, um it, it's an interesting thing. I was just telling a friend of mine uh, I saw a friend of mine about this uh and she had no idea that this was happening. She seemed kind of uh gobsmacked when I said, well, it's all one big pool party, you know, that they're funding each other. Trump has donated, has donated to Democrat campaigns, and Democrats have donated to Trump candidates. They just support each other in an effort to beat each other. It's all one big swimming pool that you're not welcomed in. Or George Carlin would say, it's a big club, <clears throat> and you're not in it. It's also the same club they beat you over the head with. 
Oh well. But he really is not a serious candidate. Yeah, I have a video to throw in afterwards about that. The New York Times reported the sum spent by the DGA on pro Cox TV ads was more than 1.16 million. Hogan's host, Jake Tapper, ew. By the way, any Republican going on CNN, that tells you where they are, right? Pointed out that 142,000 Republicans voted for Cox, a state legislator. Quote, so it's really Republican voters that did this. Blame the voters. That always works. Blame the voters. Hogan said, quote, yes, well, some of them, I mean, we only have a little over 20% of the people in Maryland who are Republican, and only 20% of them showed up to the polls. So it's about 2% of the people of our state that voted for the guy. Your math's off, Junior. And it's the general election. I think it's going to be a different situation. That's some cope posting, ain't it, bitch? Hogan has sought to establish himself as a figurehead for anti-Trump Republicans. Oh, yeah. Like uh, those log cabin... Or not log cabin, I'm sorry. Log cabin Republicans are okay. If you don't know, the log cabin Republicans are like the gay Republican Party that have no controversy around them whatsoever. However, the Lincoln Party seems to be full of child fuckers. No, seriously. They are just full of child fuckers. So uh, whenever I, whenever it's like, I want to be a lead for the anti-Trump movement, it's like, well, you're probably not, but it makes me assume you're, you're a groomer on the right because all those fucking... I don't know what it is. I'm not the biggest, you know... The whole reason I voted for Trump in, 26, in uh, 2020, I didn't vote in 2016. Actually, I worked for the McAfee campaign in 2016, but the whole reason Trump... Was even even got my ass out to vote in 2020 was because of the Abraham Accords. I wanted to see that. That's great for the whole world. Um, but every single anti-Trump Republican that I that I come across always seems to have some creepy pedalition for kids. Which, hey, the only thing I'm not throwing Trump in with that too, because Trump's got some Epstein connections too that have never been questioned. Really, he's a very fine guy. He likes kids, or sorry, he said he likes beautiful women, perhaps a little bit younger than, than Trump does. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's disturbing shit there. And we need to have a full investigation, but that just ain't ever going to fucking happen. Imagine if they just saved that, the Epstein thing is just their uh, face-down car they use to take down anybody they don't like. But let's get back into it. Hogan has sought to establish himself as the figurehead for an anti-Trump for anti-Trump Republicans. As if he would vote for more, he said he would quote have to make a decision about that between now and November. But I'm certainly not going to support this guy Cox. I said I wouldn't. He's not qualified for the governor. Well, neither are the establishment governors. Neither are the establishment politicians in general. Cox tried to impeach Hogan over his handling over Maryland COVID response. He has used QAnon-adjacent language and attended a QAnon-linked convention. Okay, well, now I have to know. Is this like a, let's see, campaign at an event promoting QAnon and conspiracy theories about 9-11? Doug Masterson, who consistently led polls Republican primary, spoke at an event... Featuring, uh, featuring, featured a kind of greatest hits of conspiracy theorists. Uh, well, you know, it looks like, uh, that's all we're getting to read. 
Oh, well. I don't know. I'm always suspicious when they say QAnon or QAnon language because up top it said QAnon like right there in the title, right? You know, QAnon, whack job. Well, it's in quotes so they can say it wasn't them calling him that. But at the same time, it's like, uh, let's see, where was I? Let me get uh, the question. Big one for Democrats. Let's see. Uh, I do impeach. There we go. It's like, uh, oh, this person was a QAnon or whatever. And it's like the QAnon language that they're using was saying things like masks don't seem to work. Don't get vaccinated. This vaccine's killing people. No, this isn't going on YouTube now, is it? Shit. Oh, well, I don't mind it being a, a, a rumble and bit shoot exclusive. I need to start doing more of those anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, this person supports QAnon. They, they, they use their language, and then you go look at the language. Language is questioning lockdownerism. And see now this guy tried to impeach him over COVID response. I'm going to assume, but doing no further research, I'm sure I will down the road out of curiosity, I'm going to assume that this person was questioning lockdowns and using stats and shit, and that's his QAnon adjacent language. Though, I can't say anything about the convention, because, uh, you know, I, I've been to Trump rallies. I met some crazy QAnon types as well. But you also have the blue Anon Russian types as well, too. Cox tried to impeach Hogan over his handling of the Maryland COVID response. He has used QAnon-adjacent language and attended a QAnon-linked convention. It's not anti-Semitic. Then again, it is. maybe it is? I don't know. I got a, a homie, my, my, one of my barbers, he's actually a QAnon guy. He's a very almost hotep QAnon type dude. And he's told me about it. I also am friends with a, a, a lady who's part who, who's a, a supporter of QAnon. And, and their versions of what QAnon is are completely different. Like one of them is just like, yeah, it's just a group of people that share information about, you know, confirmed child predators. And we get the word out to try and stop them. And then the chick is like, oh, yeah, QAnon is this organized group that goes out and saves kids. And Trump's working behind the scenes to to get reelected and, and he's going to be reelected any day now you know have you checked the drops but I have never heard anything anti-semitic from anyone related to QAnon now if you want to like hop on 4chan and then you find like those weird Q threads there's just like people posting you know polit- pictures of politicians with a star of David next to them most of which these politicians aren't actually Jewish they're just slapping a star of David next to them then alright but I don't think that's QAnon I think it's more of the meme But alright, QAnon is an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory which among other beliefs hold that the U.S. is ran by a cabal of child molesting cannibals which Trump will defeat. Where is the anti-Semitism? They they always say it, it's anti-Semitic, but they never post what the anti-Semitic belief actually is. Then again, QAnon's like, it's like trying to figure out who Anonymous is. It's such a a clusterfuck of various half-understood and bullshitted beliefs. Now, I will tell you, I have a conspiracy theory about the conspiracy theory of QAnon. This is my conspiracy theory. I think QAnon is a government plant. I think it's a gay op by the government. And it was meant to sucker in gullible Republicans and gullible Trump supporters to make them think. It was like, um, I think it's a glow operation. Uh, how, am I, how am I going to word this? Uh, essentially, I think it was get, like, you know, make this a thing, start off chill, where it's like, oh, yeah, so and so is a confirmed po- uh, child predator, so and so is this. And slowly over time, make it more and more insane. And it gathers more and more attention as more and more people join up. 
And it's meant just to be like, oh, look at how crazy Trump supporters are. They believe in QAnon when QAnon is not even 1% of the fucking Republican Party and has like no fucking electoral power whatsoever. But Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene openly cucked and said, I don't believe that stuff anymore. So whether she does or doesn't, she's ultimately no longer considered part of the conversation by the people who are members because she voiced her, uh, her opposition to QAnon these days. So it's just, I don't know, I, I think the government created QAnon to get like a, a Trump cult going and then have them be like, look at how crazy they are. I don't know, it, it's just too glowy for me. It, it fucking radiates like like the elephant foot in Chernobyl. Hogan has said he is considering a run for the Republican presidential nomination. He ain't getting that shit. Oof, he looks like he's about to offer me $20 for a $4,000 historical item at his pawn shop. He was not drawn further. He has not drawn further on the matter on Sunday. He did tell ABCs this week he thought a Trump 2024 announcement before November, which seems likely, could cost the Republicans in the midterm. I actually kind of agree with that. Just talked a little bit about that in my last episode. I've already given you guys a ton of rants here, so I'm not going to keep going on it. Quote, We had discussions that uh, that at a Republican Governor's Association last weekend, he said, quote, And I think most people are very concerned about the damage it does to the party if he announces now. Yeah, he should announce now. He should wait, let the people he endorses win or lose, see how that you know turns out, let them have the celebrations, let them have their grieve, and then he should announce. Give everybody a chance to get some oxygen before he sucks it out of the room. Quote, and you know, it may help in very red states on very red districts, but in a competitive place and purple battlefields, it's going to cost us seats if we were to do that. Hogan said he thought Trump's, quote, ego probably can't take another loss. After all, he lost to Joe Biden, which is hard to do, <laughs> but he likes to be the center of attention. No, 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 no. The person who has to deal with that is Hillary Clinton. Imagine being Hillary, right? You couldn't beat Donald Trump, but fucking Joe Biden did. What does that do to a person? What does that do to Hillary Clinton knowing that she couldn't beat Trump, but bumbling, stumbling, humping old Joe Biden did? That fucks with somebody's ego. More than Trump, I'm sure. On CNN, Tapper cited Liz Cheney, another anti-Trump Republican and possible presidential hopeful. No way in hell. Dude, she's out. This midterm is her last. She's literally begging. Check this out. Check this shit out. Liz Cheney begs Democrats for money. Yeah. No, she's not. She is not a, a, a presidential hopeful of any fucking sort. She is loathed by the left and the right. And once her little stint with the January 6th shit's all over, she's out. She's fucking gonzo, dog. Sorry. Bad take. But let's continue. Who seems to set her uh, set to lose her U.S. House seat in Wyoming and asked if Hogan felt Trump was winning the battle uh, for the soul of his party. He already won. Trump, like it or not, is the Republican Party. You want to know how you can know? Because most people in the Republican Party say if you're not there, you're part of the Uniparty. And I don't think Trump is going to be the, the saving grace everybody thinks he is, but at the same time, he's trying to end wars, bro. 
That, that's my whole thing. If you're actually going to try and end wars, then I then I will get off and get up on off my ass and actually vote for you. Same thing, you know. Uh, Ron Paul is old as shit, but it was Ron Paul versus Trump in 2020. I probably would have gone Ron Paul. All the foreign deals would have continued as they were. But you know, also it just make the left seethe again. Quote: There's no question that we lost a battle. And we're losing a few battles, Hogan said, quote, but the fight is long, and it's long from being over. Quote, I mean, we have another couple of years before the next presidential election in November of 2020, of 20, in November of 20. I gave a speech at the Reagan Institute, cooks, saying, quote, there's going to be a long battle for the heart and soul of the Republican Party. And this is just the beginning. Quote, I think in November we're going to have a difficult story or a different story when a lot of these fringe candidates lose. And then we're going to have to start thinking about between November's election and the election two years later, what kind of party are we going to be? And can we get back to a more renaissance big tent party? That appeals to more people. Quote, or are we going to double down on failure? Yeah, nah, fuck your favors. I'm never donating to any of these media outlets. Sorry. The most media, the only company I donate to is uh, is uh, Timcast. And that's because, uh, it's actually a true story here. My mom got a membership and I, she got me a membership too. So I was like, oh, I'll take it. It's actually, you know what? You get some cool shit. I'm not going to lie. It's actually kind of worth it. But I'm not going to sit here and shill for someone with a much bigger audience than me. Let's, uh, I don't know, man. I think this is going to result in a ton of these ultra MAGA candidates winning these elections. Because all these people were calling Trump a joke in 2016. Now, regardless if you feel like the election was good or bad in 2016, I don't really give a fuck. Bottom line is all these establishment comedians, like these left comedians and Republicans, all these people were coming out saying Trump will never win. He'll never win. And they donated to a lot of, they donated to his campaign, and then he ended up winning. I'm going to put in a clip at the end of this episode, which is a meme from that time period when everybody was saying, saying it was a joke. I'll, show, I'll post that same video to my bitch shoot. But now, let's just think about this. They are funding these, quote, ultra-MAGA type of Republicans. The Republicans that believe in what ha- believe the election of 2020 was a fraud. They, they believe that, like, genuinely. So if they win, and they start going on their little fucking headhunt to find the people they think are, you know, maybe, to use a big word here, treasonous, they might have the gumption to try to prosecute, and they might believe in carrying out the punishment for treason. I'll let you Google what the fuck that is. Um, I would just be careful. Because if they end up winning, that's going to be a whole bunch of people faithful to whatever Trump wants to do. And they're going to turn around and point at people. And we just covered Trump supposedly is talking about Schedule F, which would result in upwards of 50,000 government jobs becoming eligible to be fired. as a, Because their role to become appointee rules, which means they can be fired by the president directly. 
Oh, yeah, and also, to the fucking people out there saying, well, that means he's gonna have to just, he's gonna fire and hire all these people. He's not gonna hire 50,000 people. And even then, it seems like what Trump is saying is he doesn't need to fire all 50,000, just fire enough of them, and it will cause a, a, a behavioral shift, as he called it. And supposedly he called it, because it's only, every outlet is saying sources familiar with Trump, or sources inside the Trump campaign. No names, no nothing, just an anonymous source with no name or or official capacity of any kind coming forth and saying some shit. So it's very much what it could just be. But if Trump's serious about Schedule F, and then Democrats fund all these QAnon whack jobs, as they're calling them, don't they realize they're running the risk of giving Trump the type of government he wished he had in 2016, especially during his last four years he could ever serve as president when he's going to want to do the most the quickest, do you really think running the gauntlet of actually giving Trump loyalists that you funded yourselves? I don't know. It seems like it's a decent gamble to be paying for your own defeat. But we'll see. (laughs) But I do want to harp on Trump a little bit and bring two things to your attention that may not have been on your radar. For example, this. Donald Trump appears to have donated $100,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Despite his recent criticism of the Clinton Foundation, Donald Trump apparently has donated at least $100,000 to the organization, according to a 2009 tax document circulated online Tuesday night and Foundation Records. Yeah, it's old. I know it's old. But so is the next thing I want to bring up. It's old, too. And I know Trump went back and forth from being a Democrat to a conservative to an independent, back to a Democrat, and then as a back to a Republican when he ran for office in 2016. He's flip-flopped a lot on these issues and on this political platform. But the fact that he donated them, and he said, they've always been corrupt. The Clinton Foundation has never contributed anything good to the country or to the world. It's always been a corrupt money laundering scheme. He seems to have been a pretty heavy donator back in the day. I'll leave this article in the description below, as well as this one too. Records show that Trump donated to Kamala Harris campaign twice while he was a private citizen. And this is from August 11th, 2020. I like how they always go with the duck face pictures of him. President Trump contributed $6,000 to Kamala Harris when she was running to be California's Attorney General, according to records reviewed by NBC News. Yeah, you know, the Kamala Harris who was aging California that kept people in prison, you know, two, three, four, five times their maximum sentence for a dollar an hour of free labor. That dollar an hour going back to the state and not to the people she was torturing, most of which were in there for nonviolent drug offenses such as marijuana position, all while she was smoking weed. At least according to her, she was smoking weed all the time back then while locking people up for it. In sworn uh, affidavit, Trump said he contributed to Harris at the request of then-New York Attorney General... Eric Shelderman. Remember what I said about 4chan posting pictures of people with little stars of David? Maybe this one should have that picture. The president's history of donating to Harris resurfaced on Tuesday after Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, tapped Harris to be his running mate. Visit Business Insider's homepage for more stories. President Trump donated to Kamala Harris, the presumptive Democrat vice president nominee, Twice while she was a candidate for California Attorney General, according to the public record review by NBC. The record shows Trump donated a total of $6,000 to Harris, 5000 in 2011, and 1000 in 2013. He made both donations while he was a private citizen. So, my thing is, 
Kamala Harris, when she was running, it was already well reported and well known about her having people locked up for, you know, exacerbated time periods so that she can receive that free labor, which means one of two things. Trump either supported that back then, or he did no investigation into who he was donating to. Especially if he was asked to donate it by someone. He said, yeah, sure, gave him some money. That's also a very bad look. And you can look up here and see 67% of left media, media outlets are covering this. This could be a nothing burger. It could be a something burger. I remember hearing a lot about this. I got a lot of report back in the day. It's something I want to remind people of. Democrats are donating to Republicans. And Republicans are donating to Democrats. It's a big club. And you're not in it. That being said, I'm in the club with you. Whichever little weird niche peon club this is. I'm proud to meet you on the dance floor with uh, a little something special to drink. That being said, I am your anti-government anti propagandist, James Madison, on this independently funded program, Inside Four Walls, powered by Sin Media. After this video is over, I'm going to have a little meme inserted into the video. Uh, just some 2016 humor. Enjoy it, and I'll talk to you guys later. Deuce. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. What about Donald Trump? Is he a serious Republican candidate? Uh, you know, you guys give him a lot of attention. Is that people think that Donald Trump is a clown. Do Donald, Donald Trump is a clown. And game is, is the right word here. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? Look, Donald Trump. You know, he's a clown. The likely moderator yeah. apparently, apparently believes that Donald Trump is a clown. Is Governor Donald so Trump a I serious like, contender? I like all the Republican candidates. <laughs> Whether you believe Trump has staying power or not, history says he doesn't. Eleven Republicans fighting to be president. Ten of them have the goal. Stop Donald Trump from gaining ground. So basically, this is the beginning of the end for Trump. Could it be the beginning of the end for Trump's presidential campaign? Now? Could this mark the beginning of the end for Trump's presidential bid? This is probably starting of the beginning of the end for, for Donald Trump. Donald, uh, you're not going to be able to insult your way to the presidency. The strongest person usually isn't the loudest one in the room. So far, none of this seems to be able to stop Trump. You know, Governor, you said in June that, that Donald Trump won't be the nominee. Are you still convinced? I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. Pundits continue to say, ignore this, uh, you know, Donald Trump won't be the nominee. He's having a moment right now, and it's a little unclear how long this moment's going to last. But You have Karl Rove and Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and the Koch brothers and others trying to figure out ways to stop Donald Trump. Celebrating today this clear front runner with Donald Trump's seven-state win. Yeah. It's almost like nothing can, can, uh, can wound him. Donald Trump is a phony, a fraud. What's the kryptonite for Trump? How do you stop this guy? He's bulled his way through Mississippi and Michigan, especially if he rubs out Rubio in Florida. We begin with an out-and-out -out victory projection in Florida. A contender, Marco Rubio, just dropped out of the race. The state of crisis in the Republican primary. Well, a small group of conservatives opposed to Trump are meeting today to consider supporting a third-party candidate. Trump is the only Republican with a path to clinching the party's nomination. A lot of people have laughed at me over the years. Now they're not laughing so much, I'll tell you. America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360.
Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer.